Hi, this is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage, Insights into Personal Wholeness for Spirit, Soul, and Body. I'm a psychologist in private practice. I treat adults. However, this is not a substitute for medication or counseling. If you're having thoughts of harming yourself or harming another person, or if this material triggers you, please contact your doctor or a mental health specialist to help you with your concerns. Last time I started a series on perspectives on suffering, and today we're gonna look at responses to suffering. Our responses, good or bad, and God's responses to us, especially in light of if we're suffering. So I'm going to look at responses in us to suffering and I decided really these are kind of the same whether it's suffering that we brought on ourselves through some kind of a bad decision or suffering that just happens to us because of the world we live in. So I'm going to lump those all together. So we'll look at healthy responses, unhealthy responses, and how God responds to us. So first I want to look at our automatic normal responses to suffering, which are unhealthy if we stay there. So first of all, it's common for people to think maybe they're being punished, that it's their fault. And I spent the last podcast looking at that. The second response is we might be angry at what's happening to us. That's a normal response. And along with that, we also may uh, get depressed kind of just want to roll over or give up. What's the use? If you get stuck there, my series on learned helplessness might be useful that the podcast series earlier. Or we may withdraw into some kind of emotional funk, into addictions, into shame or guilt, but there's a tendency to slide back into old kind of negative ways of thinking and behaviors when we're really stressed and uh, we're going through really going through the fire. So I'm going to share a personal example. There have been a couple of times in my life, they were earlier in my life, where some things were happening that I just could not get my mind around and it wasn't getting better. This was really two separate times. And I remember kind of shaking my fist at God and saying, if this is the best you can do for me, I have nothing to say to you. So I didn't stop believing in God, but um, I, I was not happy with him and I just didn't see any point in talking to him, worshiping him. I had a pretty bad attitude and I stayed there for a while. So um, this happens, but God doesn't give up on us just because we give up on him. And I've had to work through some different things, which hopefully I'm um, able to help other people because I know what a lot of that feels like. So those are our unhealthy responses or automatic responses to all kinds of suffering, deserved and undeserved. I think most of the suffering people go through is undeserved. It's just the result of living on earth. So, So we may become very disillusioned with life or with ourselves or with people or with God because of things that are happening. But I want to point out how God responds to us when we're struggling. So I'm going to share some scriptures for you about how God views us. This is from Psalm 103, and I'm gleaning bits and pieces from the Passion Translation. You crown me 
with love and mercy. You satisfy my desires with good things, and you supercharge my life so that I can soar again like a flying eagle. Farther than from a sunrise to a sunset, that's how far you remove my guilt from me. The same way a loving father feels about his children, that's a sample of your tender feelings toward me. I'm your beloved child, and I live in awe of you. You know all about me inside and out, and you understand that I'm just dust. So we see that God recognizes our weakness, and he understands that we freak out sometimes. But he doesn't stop loving us, and he doesn't hold things against us if we confess our sins. There are also a number of places where it talks about God as being our hiding place when evil is happening around us. So I'm going to read a couple of verses from Psalm 91. I'm hidden in the strength of God Most High. You're the hope that holds me and the stronghold that shelters me. You're the only God for me. You are my confidence. You rescue me from every hidden trap of the enemy. You protect me from the false accusations and deadly curses. Your massive arms are wrapped around me, protecting me, and I run under your covering to hide. Your arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping me from harm. Maybe you saw the movie, The Hiding Place, or read the book. That's what this is based on. It's the story of Corrie Ten Boom, who was a prisoner in a concentration camp during World War II. I like the verses also that talk about how God helps us rebuild ruins. This is Isaiah 61.4. This time I'm reading from the Amplified Version. You will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise up the former desolations and renew ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. We talked last time about patterns of suffering that families might go through. This verse applies to that. Here's another way that God's available to us and for us in the middle of whatever's going on. This is from Ezekiel 36, verses 25 to 27, again from the Amplified. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you'll be clean from all your uncleanness, from all your idols. A new heart will I give you, and a new spirit I'll put within you. And I'll take away your stony heart and give you a heart of flesh, and put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, that you can heed my ordinances and do them. So we see God recognizes that our own human spirit is weak and prone to sin and mistakes and failure. But the Holy Spirit that's offered to us once we receive Jesus as our Savior gives us power to keep going, gives us wisdom and strategies to advance through the things that are happening. So God is mindful that the world is a broken place, but he gives us his presence and his power and his promises to help us get through successfully. And he doesn't condemn us when we are weak or discouraged or have a broken heart. In fact, it says he's near to the brokenhearted. You find that in Psalm 34, 18. So sometimes we have to remind ourselves that God is with us, that he hasn't abandoned us, that he understands that it's the world is a hard place to live in. And he wants to be available to us and help us regroup 
I compiled some different scriptures and points about how God responds to us. A lot of them are from the Psalms and from Isaiah, and many of them you can find in my video, Blessings for Wholeness, or you can also find a lot of them in the video, Supernatural Recovery. You can find both of those on YouTube and on my Facebook page. So he, here's more about the confidence that we can have because of God's response to us. He heals the brokenhearted. He removes the veils and distortions from mourning and shame and guilt. He overturns chaos to give us peace and righteousness and the oil of gladness for mourning. He helps us rebuild ancient ruins and he restores the years that the locusts have eaten. He promises to work out our sorrows for our long-term good. He's redeemed us from the slavery to sin so that we can be free. He heals us. He heals us from rejection. He blesses our children. He gives us hope and joy after sorrow. He provides finances and a sense of safety. He fills us with his spirit of peace and helps us understand the deep things of God through his Holy Spirit. He transforms us from glory to glory, from faith to faith, and strength to strength. So these are the things that God offers us. He offers us himself. He offers us depths in the Holy Spirit. So the trick is for most people to learn how to access the riches of his peace and love and health and wholeness, learning how to access that in their daily lives. So I'm going to give you some points of how to do that. Of course, I'm going to remind you that it's important to have a daily time to read the Bible and ask God to speak to you. Praying, you're expressing your thoughts to God, but you're not hearing his thoughts. And we need his thoughts to help us grow and change and mature and heal. So we need to dig into his word. If we just have a casual connection with the Lord, we're going to have kind of minimal relief. If you want the deep power and peace that's available to us through his Holy Spirit, then we have to have a lifestyle of leaning into God and not just a few minutes where we draw some inspiration, but learning how to get our roots deeply abiding in the Lord. Let me share a little bit from Mark chapter 4, verse 24 that explains this. I studied this one time and I thought it was fascinating. This is out of my book, Correcting Distortions, and I called this God's Miracle Grow Formula, and it's based on Mark 4.24. In the Amplified, it says, Be careful what you're hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you, and more besides will be given to you who hear. So in that verse, what it's, it, that comes from the, the section in Mark about the parable of the sower and the seeds, which represents God's word. So the degree that we take in God's word, give thought to it, study it, give ourselves to it, and then try to live by it, that will be the measure of experiential knowledge we have of the deep things of God, how God thinks, how God works, 
and allowing his power to flow through us and change us and transform us. And then he will give extra measure to us beyond what we can do for ourselves. But he blesses our obedience when we seriously try to understand his word, give ourselves to him, and begin to live in alignment with his word. Otherwise, we're going to be defined by our culture, by our pain, and by our circumstances. And I don't want to be limited that way. Next, I would say it's important to learn how to pray. Now, it's fine talking to God. That's great, that communion with God, that connection. But if you want to do some warfare and take back some of the things uh, spiritually and start making some serious headway, then we don't want to be passive. We want to be more aggressive in how we learn to pray. So some of that involves learning to declare God's word, which I think I've talked about in some other uh, podcasts. And if you're not familiar with that, you can look at my playlists on Facebook or YouTube. I have a playlist on both of those of prayer. And there's a lot of things in there that teach you how to declare God's word in order to be more aggressive spiritually about your circumstances and for the people that you love. Thirdly, it's important to learn to abide in God's presence. And so the different ways I do this is by listening to worship music, putting it in the background, um, ask God to speak to me, talk to him throughout the day, ask him for his strategies. When I've been going through different struggles, um, I had a pretty serious injury at the end of 2011. So I posted scripture about that God would restore my youth and my strength like the eagle. So pictures, I use pictures. um, I use scripture verses that I post different places in my house with little pictures to keep me motivated, to keep me positive. I'm not a naturally positive person, so I, I, I have to fight to stay in a positive mode. And I don't think I'm much use to my clients if I slip into the cynicism that would be very easy in our culture. So we can learn to declare his goodness and his word, uh, just like we did a few minutes ago, declaring the things that God does for us. We talked about obeying what you know. That was in uh, the verse from Mark, the miracle grow formula, obeying what you know. Use your supports, a community, get some counseling if you need it, get medical attention if something seems stuck. Use the resources that are available to help you get through things and to get the strength you need so that you can advance to your next level. Oftentimes, it's important to choose to forgive those who have caused us damage or pain. Again, forgiveness is not trust. And I have lots of, lots of material, podcast videos about the importance of forgiveness. You don't want to be bound to a person through unforgiveness. And love is a tie, and so is resentment. And I would say another point is to draw on the comfort and wisdom that God offers you. I have a video that a a lot of people have used. It's only about four and a half minutes called Blessings for Wholeness. And this reviews a lot of the things that the way that God loves us and the way that God sees us and the things that God wants to provide for us. 
So at different times in my life, I've asked God to to teach me how to let this suffering be a chariot of fire to my next level of wholeness. That, That he would teach me how to sink my roots in deeper with him because I just didn't know how to go forward sometimes. So to wind up, uh, just a reminder, I'm giving away a free devotional booklet called Suffering Insights into Faith. You can request a digital copy by going to my website and sending me a request through the contact form, and that digital book will go to your email. I've mentioned some videos already, Blessings for Wholeness and Supernatural Recovery. You can find my other books for sale on Amazon. And if you enjoyed this, consider sharing it with a friend. So let me pray a blessing for you here at the end. This is Isaiah 11.2. May the Spirit of the Lord rest upon you. His Spirit of extraordinary wisdom. His Spirit of perfect understanding. His Spirit of wise strategy. Of mighty power. Of revelation and the reverential awe of the Lord. This was Life Without Baggage, and this is Dr. Tony Cooper. Thanks for listening.